0: Hi friend, my name is Kara Shea Johnson and welcome to the Heartwork You podcast. Here we bring together current artists to talk about the creative industry, because at Heartwork, we provide creative education for real life. Meet Megan Bowen. Megan is a performer, creator, and entrepreneur in New York City. Alongside her professional performing career, Megan founded Dance From Home, LLC, an online company that helps Broadway lovers reconnect with the joy of live performance through musical theater-themed fitness, dance, and industry workshops. In today's episode, we talk about how becoming an entrepreneur has shaped Megan as an artist and how she created a community that believes the dance space is for everybody.
1: Hello, my name is Megan Bowen. I'm a professional dancer in New York City, where I'm based currently, and I'm also a business owner, CEO of Dance From Home, LLC, a business I started during the pandemic, and I help Broadway lovers reconnect to the joy of live theater through musical theater-themed fitness, dance, and industry master workshops.
0: Fantastic. Um, Before we move on to uh, the kind of the questions, what I'd love to ask you about is that statement is so badass. That statement is full, that says who you are, what you do, like it's like the elevator pitch, right? And could you tell me a little bit about getting to that statement um, of this is what I am, this is what I do, this is what we offer, and it, you know, it's really clear.
1: It honestly took me about nine months to get there. I, When I first started Dance From Home, I had this huge idea. I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I wanted to offer classes, like way too many classes with different genres, different dance styles, different everything. And, and that's what I was doing. I, in the beginning, I was offering strength classes. I had an instructor teaching that. I was offering flexibility, I was doing dance cardio, and then I was doing choreography and nothing was really specific. Um, It was all really great, my clients loved it and it worked really well in the beginning because everyone was just trying to find something from home. Um, But then I found that I was starting to get exhausted, You know, teaching seven classes a week and then having my staff do that, uh, their classes as well. And I just couldn't find the streamline of anything. I knew that our Broadway I mean, obviously myself as a dancer and musical theater performer, that's where I thrive and anything related to that, of course I love it because it's what I do all the time. And that stuff came really naturally. So I started to notice that our Broadway themed dance cardio classes were our highest sellers and anything, any of our choreography classes that did Broadway music um, were performing excellently. And I started doing these industry master workshops where we would we got some original choreography coming in and, you know, people really loved that. So I was like, you know what, I think this is where, I know this is where I want to go. I was scared of doing that because I was afraid of hurting the feelings of my clients that didn't like Broadway. Um, but it just felt like the right move to make. So I had to make some cuts. I had to really change everything. Um And it took a lot of time to get there. So I ended up taking a course through Talent Hack, which is a platform that I host my business through. And they offered this course, it was called six to six, six steps to six figures. And I was like, that sounds like something I would be interested in. Um, And they really gave this beautiful blueprint and it it was about four weeks of classes. And they just really talked us through about niching down and really getting to the point of what you are good at, who you want to serve, how you want to serve them And it just really helped me figure out what I wanted to do and how I could tell people that I did that. So I honestly do owe a lot of that to them as well as, you know, business influencers I follow um, and learning little nuggets throughout the nine months. But it finally took someone else to tell me like, hey, this works. Speak to a certain group of people. You love these people. They will come to
0: you. And boom. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And so how is that translated? So you said you were offering a like large group of classes. What does that look like now in your programming?
1: Yeah. So beforehand I was offering about 12 classes a week. Um, we, it was a variety of the strength, dance, cardio, choreography, and flexibility. Um, I had, there were eight of us total teaching and the transition to what it is now, I had to cut back. Um, And as a business owner, that's sometimes hard to do. You expand fast, and then you have to make those cuts. So there are currently three of us that are teaching the classes. We only offer four classes a week. We're membership-based, so it's a monthly membership that you sign up for. You get all of the classes. It is just Broadway-themed. We have two Broadway Dance Cardio two choreography classes, Monday through Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Our members get the lives, they get the playbacks of the classes that they can do on demand later. Uh, They get a once a month master workshop, a Facebook group, all that stuff. So it really switched from like these random drop-in classes that people could take um, to a full-on membership program that in the end offers them so much more than what I was doing beforehand. That's awesome. And it really created a sense of community. Like we're all just theater lovers. And so everyone that's in it's just, they're the best people.
0: Yeah. And gosh, isn't that's what people are are looking for and really need, you know, um, at this moment we're we are, we, it can be easy to feel really isolated and, um, it, sometimes the Zoom connection, you you get off of a Zoom meeting, you're like, wow, I don't really think I actually interacted with people. I think I had my camera off and they had their camera off. So we kind of just talked about business, but that's incredible to create community for people that right now are trying to figure out what the next year, what the next six months are going to look like at the life. That's awesome. I think we, we may have kind of answered this, but if there's anything else you want to add to it, you know, can, uh, the question was, can you tell us about what led you to create Dance from Home, if there was kind of a spark or initial inspiration?
1: Yeah, I never knew that I wanted to be a business owner. That was never, if you think about, like, if I think about my plan of what it was pre-pandemic, that was never a part of it. Um, I will say in the beginning of January, 2020, I really started making this mind shift about trying to find other streams of income to have in because at the end of the day, I was like, okay, if I hit that goal, if I'm on Broadway and I'm dancing eight shows a week, working eight shows a week what else could I be doing to still have money coming in? And I really wanted to switch that money mindset. So I started brainstorming, you know, okay, there's these studios I could still teach at or, you know, that trying to find what I what I could do on top of that. Um, And so I think it was just that idea in the back of my head. And as soon as everything shut down, it kind of all, it all clicked and came together. And I just kind of ran with it a lot of my fellow fitness professionals started going online right away and doing a bunch of Instagram lives and they were doing all of this content for free, which I thought was super awesome, but I just didn't feel compelled to do that. A part of me was just a a little confused. I mean, with everything going on, but my majority of my clientele are nine to five workers and they still had their jobs. So I I was just like, I, I don't feel right. See, I know the value I give I don't feel right doing all this stuff for free so I asked my Instagram community if I taught a class would they it's going to be $16 would you pay for it and um, I had 46 people say yes and sign up for it and then I had that business so I kind of went from there but it started in January of 2020
0: and then the idea and then it just fully bloomed the rest of the year Awesome. That's incredible. And just so you, you were teaching, were teaching private fitness before, were teaching group classes? Um, what were you doing previously?
1: Previously, I, I had like five jobs before the shutdown. But one of my main jobs that I've had in the city, I've been teaching dance in the city for about four years at a studio that's now closed. But that is where, you know, I had my weekly slot and I had a majority of my clients come take my classes in person. Um, But I was also a trainer at other gyms. I taught kickboxing for a long time, mostly like group fitness sort of things alongside the auditions and the shows and the stuff like that. So I had that base of people that knew me and took my dance classes before. So I am, I guess, lucky in that sense that I had them, but I also had worked for them for like four years beforehand. So I had that little base. And that's how it transitioned online. And most of my clients are new right now who just follow or followed me or found me through Instagram. Yeah.
0: You know, it's so funny. I think that sometimes when a, a business or like a, a solo, you know, preneur, like we go like, oh, overnight success. It's like oh, that. No, no, you don't. Know? like it doesn't happen. Like there's no overnight. There's no like you bought this thing and all of a sudden now you have this fantastic, you know, I mean, it's you, you work for it and it's all about relationship and trust. And I can imagine that the reason you are where you are now is that you've continued what you created in person, which was trust and respect and engagement and all of those things that then carries you through, you know, a yeah. virtual year. That's awesome. Incredible.
1: It was not overnight and no. it happened quick when it started to, but it took four years to get Yep.
0: There. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So what is your hope for artists that are completing and what is the membership called?
1: Our membership is called the ensemble membership. Cool.
0: Awesome. So if someone is a part of that program, what are you hoping um, they get out of it? What is your ultimate goal for your client?
1: My ultimate goal is for my clients to feel like they're part of the community again. That is something that I feel like we're missing so much. And as a Broadway lover, or as someone that is a dancer, we have people that range from just Broadway audience lovers and they wanna try dance to professional dancers that are a part of the program. And what's really cool is that by the end of the month or the end of the program or whatever it is for them, they just wanna find that connection to dance again and that joy to theater and Broadway and that special love that we have. So really my goal um, for them is to find that and feel that and, and not be too concerned about how they're dancing, how they look, what it is, but that they're actually enjoying the movement and taking any pressure away from fitness or dance or whatever that is, Um, and doing it to songs that they love. So yeah, that's the goal is honestly, it's just joy and happiness and
0: movement. What more could you ask for? Fantastic. So, and I I so appreciate, gosh, I, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate um, your insight, because the world of fitness and um, body image in general, no matter you know where people identify, is something that um, I feel like is glossed over, and something that I have a ton to learn in. You know what I mean? I have a ton of um, before I you know go writing or go exploring any kind of. Um, work in that space, I have a ton of work to do for myself. Um, and so I'm going to edit this question that I originally wrote, you know, whatever, five days ago or anything like that, because it asked about body positivity. What do you, let's just talk about inclusivity. Is that, you know, are we, are you okay kind of talking about that? How do you, how do you create, you know, i see this lecture at the Dance for Everybody, you know what I mean? Like, how do you create um, <laughs> the uh, inclusivity within your business? Because people can feel intimidated by fitness. How are you working towards on that?
1: Yeah, um, honestly, I have a really great team. I have two other fabulous instructors that I trust with everything, and they are my friends, and and we work really hard together to make sure that our clients feel as best as they can. Our teaching style, we teach in a way that you might not nail every move or the choreography right away, but you will feel good in trying it and getting there and, and wanting to do so. So we really train in a way that there's no shame behind any movement, you know, as a professional dancer, and training growing up, there's a lot of like, you gotta get this right, you gotta do this, you gotta look this way. And so we approach it from a different angle and a different perspective. And I think that's how everything feels more inclusive in our environment at Dance From Home with the ensemble membership, because it, it is there is no final show at the end of the day. There is no, you need to get a triple pirouette. Like it is there is time and space for that, but right now, Like we talked about that end goal is just to be happy and find joy in it. So because we're approaching it like that, there is no, there's no pressure. It gets taken, gets taken off. And that's how we remain inclusive for people. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting because from the, it comes from different areas. I think when you talk about how like we have this mindset of it needs to be a final show, whether it be an audition or whether it be a certain level, but especially if you're coming from the, competition dance world and I grew up in that and you're looking for a platinum and you're being scored on everything left right and center you're kind of used to that and so it's it's incredible that you're creating a space to not only say deconstruct but explore other avenues and results when it comes to dance instead of a final product cool fantastic um how has becoming an entrepreneur really shaped you as an artist has it changed you at all do you feel like uh, you're different or you've learned anything from the experience I'd be curious to know
1: yeah, I feel like I value myself a lot more. Um, being a business owner is is a lot. It is more than, if, unless you're a business owner, you, you really don't understand everything that goes into it. So because I've had the success that I've had and I love what I do with it, I just, I value what I can do in every aspect of anything so much greater than I did before. Like there is a part of me that's like Megan Bowen created that business during a pandemic. If she can do that, she can do anything, whether it's art, whether it's being a friend, a daughter, you know, it's so, it really just translates anywhere. That energy that you feel um, creating something, being creative and doing it, it just transfers over to anything. And as I'm getting back into dance right now, you know, I did take a break basically all of 2020. Like I took about 10 months off. I just wasn't mentally, emotionally there to dance. And now as I'm getting back into it, at the start of the year, it's just a different approach. I'm, I'm looking at everything through, I call it my CEO eyes. I don't know what that really means to me yet, but like I, I just look at everything differently. And um, I think it's affected the way I dance and it affects the way the energy that I have and the way I show up. And I really love it. I'm excited to keep exploring it. I don't quite know how it will keep affecting everything. Cause it's still so new, right? I haven't even had a business for a year, but, but it does feel really good. And I feel really confident in who I am and what I can bring to the table. Whereas before I felt like I was asking to be seen right now. I'm, it's like, here I am, you know, let me show you, let me show you.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, as you move, you know, back into, um, as we, I mean, because I don't even know what necessarily this will look like, but whatever, as we move back into live performance, we move back into the normal, but I'm not even referring to that as anymore because <laughs> well, this is the normal. We've been here for a year, you know, I mean, this is our, our life at this point. Um, But as we start to see the, I would say the industry reopen, how do you think that will affect your journey back into that? And, you know, are you excited to approach it from a new lens and, um, anything like that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm chomping to get back when it's safe and ready. And I... You know, I think there's pros and cons with everything, Um, even a change in mindset. So I'm I'm really not sure how it will look based on, you know, auditions or shows that I potentially get, you know, I don't know how that will look. I know, excuse me, I'm excited that I'm going to show up as myself, like the most myself I've ever shown up to a situation before. So I really look forward to that and getting, excuse me, um, and getting to meet a lot of the artists that I've met virtually through the pandemic. I'm excited to foster those relationships in person when it's safe to do so. So I think I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, But yeah, it is so hard to just try and imagine what that's gonna look like and when it comes back. So the most I can do right now is just be prepared and be happy with anything that I do right now and do what I need emotionally and physically and mentally and then just show up when it's ready. I really believe in timing and the right things are going to come along at the right time. So setting no expectations,
0: but going in with my heart open to it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Do you have plans for, or, you know, big goals of what this could look like when um, in-person meetings uh, when I say this I mean dance from home like of when in person or you know uh, when the ver- do you want to keep it virtual or do you want to have a combination of things is there some you know big big dream you have and you don't have to share it it's um, but I just be curious
1: yeah i I don't necessarily want this to be all in person you know I played around with the idea of doing private lessons in person or Maybe we'll have a New York membership where those of my members that are here, we could, you know, that could be a possibility. But I love that virtually you any Broadway lover, wherever they are, can do this. So that will always be a focus of mine, is the virtual, because we can reach so many people. And that's just so cool that, you know, people, there are people out there that haven't found their group, that haven't found what works for them what feels good and like their people and so it gets me excited knowing that we could be that space for them and so that's why I love the virtual platform so much because not everyone lives in big cities I've lived in big states New York and California and so it was normal for this stuff to be around but that that's not the normal for everyone so I'm excited to explore that more um yeah. And open to pivoting, you know, who knows? I, I pivoted when the pandemic started, when things open again, we might have to make shifts. So I'm really open to everything. Um, again, so hard to try and plan, if you will. I love making goals and planning, but I'm kind of out of place now where I'm like, let's just, let's just sit in it and, and nurture what we have and then go from there.
0: Awesome. So let's um, talk a little bit about young Megan. What would you wish you could, share with her, is there something that you're like, man, I wish I, I knew, or that I could give this advice to a past version of myself?
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that's the a. I I was, you know, I was reading through the question and whenever anyone asks me, like, what would you tell your younger self or if you could change anything? And it's kind of, I feel like it's similar to that question of like, you could change something or had this nugget of information when you were younger. And honestly, I wouldn't change anything. Like, I don't even know if I would go back and tell my younger self something because she had to go through all of this to get exactly to where I am today. So if I had, if there was, you know, I would love to go hug my younger self and tell her that like, the bullies and the people that are really being mean to her body and like making fun of her and telling her that she can't be a professional dancer like they're just fluff and to keep going you know I guess I could I wish I could hug her for a second but like she figured it out still you know so I think if I'd known any differently or had anything available at the time I, I would be a different person you know so I wouldn't Oh, I think I, I think I would like go back in time and just like, look at, look at what's happening, not say anything and then come back.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have a similar feeling where it's like, sure. I wish I could take the edge off of that situation. Cause at the time it was super traumatic or super, you know, whatever, but shoot, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here where I am. Um, I will ask you, um, sometimes it can feel to someone that could be listening to this podcast, someone that is. Um, You know, seeing your business and all that you've accomplished, they sometimes. I I learned this kind of last year that sometimes because of social media, we compare someone's day one hundred or day you know four years in to our day one, and that it can be like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to accomplish those things because look where they are already. But what happens is we don't see the the work. You know what I mean? We don't. uh, Sometimes on social media, there we don't because social media we only see like what you know, people. And I think that through your feeds and what you put out, there's a ton of authenticity, which is really incredible. Um, but if someone was listening to saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm never going to get to that place or wow, she has such confidence. And I don't think I can get there. Would be, would there be something you offer to that individual?
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said. I would see you, you don't see everything in everyone's day. And I do try and keep my social media, you know, my followers don't know everything that happens in my life, but, but I try and, and share the stuff that normally people would be hesitant to. And I am even hesitant to, but I, I always think, you know, if it can help one person or just like let one person know that they're not alone in something, then that could be life-changing. And so. I do like to share as much of my process, if you will, Um, and what's funny is I've always been very active on my, like, Instagram stories before 2020, and I've really always done (laughs) this, but so if you've been following me for, you know, four or five years, you've seen all of the, I'm not going to say failures, but all of the ups and downs, you know, I would say, it, it took me three and a half years to figure out how to live in New York City and make money to be able to audition to book my first show like it three and a half years. <laughs> That's a long time. So I would just say to be really patient with yourself. And if there are accounts that make you feel bad, or like you're not doing enough, and even if it's my account, unfollow them. And Just fill your cup with like people that make you feel good and things that make you feel good and know that you don't, there is no such thing as an overnight success. You don't have to, you don't even have to hit these goals you make for yourself. Just take your time and it will, doors will open up if you allow them to. I guess that's what I would say.
0: Absolutely, that's fantastic advice. Is there anything else you feel like you wanted to share or um, just information you wanted to share about yourself? I, uh, the next question is, you know, where can we learn more uh, about you and about Dance From Home and and all of that? Uh, But if there was anything else you wanted to share?
1: Uh, No, you know, I'm just excited to see how artists evolve from this, how dancers evolve what kind of stories we're going to be telling when Broadway opens up, when theater comes back, I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like. And I'm excited to be a part of that process. And I think everyone should get excited and allow yourself to feel happiness and, and sadness still, but allow yourself to get creative and look forward to the future even though we don't know what it's going to look like there is still that hope there and New York City is still beating so get excited yeah
0: fantastic and then could you give us the information of where we can learn more or see more or become a part of the membership
1: yeah so you can find me my Instagram is Megan Bowen underscore and my business it's linked in my bio and um, it is at dance from home underscore both on Instagram, very active on that platform. You can also start at TikTok. You can also follow me there if you want some more insight uh, into the daily life. I got super into blogs. So um, that's the same thing, Megan Bowen. But if you're interested in joining the membership, again, the Instagram is the best way to go. I have the link in my bio or you can go to www.contactatdancebymeganbowen.com.
0: Thanks for listening. To learn more about heartwork, visit us at KaraJohnson.com forward slash heartwork or follow us on social media at heartwork by KSJ.